So we want to give a disclaimer before the episode starts. Earlier this evening, Chance ran up and down the street in his neighbor, his girlfriend's neighborhood, and uh, he may never recover. Yeah, I'm short of breath, and I have been ever since. <laughs> Turns out, eating a bunch of shrimp and a bunch of pizza and other things is the most conducive for running. I guess not. Well, this is the thing. I cheese them up and down the street all the time. Well, that's good. I just feel like this time was different, and I don't know why. I don't know. We got about halfway back from down the street, and I was like, oh, boy. Oh, dear. And I still, like, I feel like I'm kind of short of breath, and I don't know why. I mean, I'm not, like, gasping I mean, for air, mm-hmm. but I just feel like I'm. it's taking more effort than normal oh, to no. breathe. You've got the vid. We're going to have to quarantine. I'm going to miss the last week of work. Before break. Is that is that how people get COVID? They run outside? I'm pretty sure. I mean, nobody really knows, right? It's probably not even real. It's probably a hoax. At least. At least a hoax. What? It could be more than a hoax? Of course. It could be a targeted nanovirus Ooh. that only at- attacks certain people. Well, since I haven't had it yet, I feel like I would be one of them. Mm-hmm. You know too much. I've been too far. Mm-hmm. It's been nice knowing you. So, <clears throat> if you hear some uh, labored breathing... I apologize. Yes. I wish that was a joke. to you by the cw dare to defy unless someone real decides to sponsor us this is boy meets world fever i'm one of your hosts chance and i'm your other host cameron hey cameron hello it's that time of year the other most magical time of year Mm -hmm. reboot season reboot season um i don't know why we're still doing this the idea for the reboot was a (laughs) one-off here we are but here we are in reboot season um season four yeah um, we should make a disclaimer that unless this just goes unnaturally fast, this will be a part one. Mm-hmm. Part one, because a lot of reasons. The holidays are upon us. Mm-hmm. We have some a guest coming to start season five that's not able to be on until a little bit into January. So we're vamping, I guess, but still wanting to give you all something. Well, and Cameron and I don't want to feel rushed in the creative process. Mm-hmm. You know, when the juices are flowing, mm-hmm. you don't want to rush it, you know. So a slow, slow drip, slow cook. Yeah, we have the time. We're going to take the time and we're going to do a great reboot. And I have a question. Uh Is this when the show goes off the rails? I was actually thinking that because at least in terms of our understanding, which is the true understanding Uh of season four of Boy Meets World, we have some big supernatural elements that get added into the show that we have to account for in our reboot. So I think we can take this one of three ways. Uh Oh, I shouldn't lean on the table. My apologies. How dare you? Uh, It's a very squeaky tape. Um, I think we can take this one of three ways. We can do a... um, Riverdale-esque, where suddenly there's just magic. Uh Like, then we can add in the purgatory, the hell dimension, all that kind of stuff. The other way, the middle way, we don't do that. We keep it a a straight-shooting, continuity-fixing dramedy about Mm. Boy Meets World. Or, we do it the other way, and we introduce time travel and scientific elephants. Scientific elephants? Yeah, scientific elephants. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Huh. 
This is tricky. I don't want to do sci-fi and magic. Uh-huh. I want to do one or the other. Hmm. I don't know how. Because I feel like both are so integral to the plot. I agree. I agree. Integral? Integral? I don't remember. I can never remember which way is the right way to say it. <clears throat> I've always said integral. Integral. Integrity. Mm-hmm. Integral. What's an integral? I don't know. Listener, if you know what the heck I'm talking about, please let me know. This is a big decision. I agree. I, maybe we can add them. But I just feel like CW wouldn't. Uh-huh. And that's why they fail. <clears throat> or it's why they fl- flourish. We don't know. We don't, yeah. What do we know? Nothing. I either say this season begins with a hell dimension, or this season begins with a time loop in Potsdam. A t- Ooh, that really is nice for our continuity. Eric and Corey are driving back to Philadelphia, and they get caught in a time loop because time has broken in Philadelphia. Well, that's just fun. Because why had a time break in Philadelphia, though? Well, I feel like Minkus has to have done it. Makes sense. But they're trapped there, and mm-hmm. so they're stuck reliving the same day mm-hmm. in Pottstown. That's what I think. I think I think either Hell Dimension or Time Loop. But, but then we gotta carry that. We gotta carry that thread. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by the time. The time loop. That season four... Is a year of broken time. Uh-huh. Still inexplicably almost. Yes, I think I think so. But I think while these people are navigating their teen angst, mm-hmm. they are also navigating time breaks. Gotcha. Well see, I I like time travel stuff when it's done really well. Like have you seen Umbrella Academy? I feel like I've said this. I've asked you. This. Um yes. Yeah, I feel like they do time travel really well. I I only saw the first few episodes, so Okay. Well it it's a major thing I read the, the whole way through. I read both the seasons. first graphic novel long ago. Uh-huh. So I know about the the boy who's been trapped in time forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And he like time travels forward mm-hmm. to the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And then survives in the apocalypse but can't figure out how to get back. Yes. And then eventually joins some time traveling assassins. Yeah, and then he, he lives several lifetimes. And then, and then he comes back. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, you look just like you did when you left. He's like, well, I'm 82 or whatever. Uh-huh. But I wasn't even thinking, well, that, yes. But later on, they mess with time travel a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. I think one of the very last things I ever read in that was the, the violin girl actually has power. She was just told all, all her life she didn't. Spoiler. <clears throat> you monster. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're just to our show in general, <laughs> if you're listening to our show, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But kind of. So we are introducing advanced technology into our narrative, is mm-hmm. what we're saying. I think so. Okay. This is where CW, they got to get those ratings. Mm-hmm. They got to turn their teen drama into into a genre fiction piece. You see, they're like, we're already treading ground that Riverdale's tread. Mm-hmm. Not really, though, because it's not nearly as like ridiculous as what I think that show is. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to... Instead of going the magic way, mm-hmm. we're going to go the sci-fi way. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Travel that route. Some territory we haven't gone before as a network. Yeah. I think this I gives think, us... I mean, all the DC stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah. But even in that, I feel like they mostly go for like mutants and or magic. Gotcha. I just knew there was time travel. Huh? I just knew there was time travel. Well, there is. There, There is. The whole Legends of Tomorrow is all mm-hmm. about time travel. I haven't seen that show. But... Someday. I, I really do want to watch all those shows. They're crossovers. It's just like so daunting. It's, it's a true. lot of content. But their crossovers sound incredible. Just like all crossovers. No. Just like all of them. No. Final Crisis? What a great first half of a crossover. It was a great first half of a crossover. <laughs> and a puzzling second half. 
Rogue's come Revenge, at me. Though. That was really good. Yeah, Rogue's Revenge. Uh, I mean, the Flash Rebirth, Legion of Three Worlds. I guess it wasn't Flash Rebirth. That was Rogue's Revenge. What am I saying? That yeah, was the Flash, Flash Rebirth was just a little bit before um, Final Crisis. It was part of Final Crisis. Well, it? Uh huh. As was Legion of Three Worlds. Yeah, I remember. Which was Legion really good. Worlds. It's one of my favorites. Long live the Legion, everybody. Mm. If you know what I'm talking about, tweet at us. If you're like, what are you talking about? Look it up. Read a book. Open a book. In the words of Mr. Feeney. Legion of Superheroes, one of my favorite comic book teams of all time. Maybe my favorite comic book team of all time. Okay. So for those <laughs> listening at home, maybe you're just now tuning in. This is one of your first episodes ever. Just so you know what's going on. Or maybe you've forgotten because it's been half a year since we've done this. Mm-hmm. Um, we will take season four. Mm-hmm. And we are going to basically remake it like from its 90s ABC TGIF sitcom into a modern CW dramedy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a cast. I can't remember who's in it, so I'm going to pull that up. We didn't cast the kids because we don't know, we child, don't actors. know child actors. Um, that's I not know really Anderson Cooper is Feeney. Wheelhouse. I'm just going on Instagram because I posted them all. <coughs> Excuse you. I know Anderson Cooper is Feeney. Um, that's literally all I remember. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll start with Alan and Amy, mm-hmm. Tom Welling and Lauren Graham. Perfect. So Superman and, and Gilmore Gil- and Lorelai Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson Cooper is Mr. Feeney because he's pretty much the definition of what if Mr. Feeney was hot. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we have uh, Noah Centineo mm. as Mr. Turner. That's a good choice. And Donald Glover as Mr. Williams. Ugh. But he I don't know what we're going to do with him this season, but we don't have to get rid of him. No, no, we don't. Why would we? And then we have Randall Park as Dr. Sorrell. Sadly, he probably did fade away mm-hmm. in the show. <laughs> no, he's he's working with Minkus on the time travel. No. He has to, because I don't want to get rid of <laughs> Dr. Sorrell. I don't want to get rid of Randall Park. Dr. Sorrell can just go <laughs> to the hell dimension, and he's fine there. He probably already is. And then um, Isabella Gomez as Ms. Tompkins, who, again, okay. probably isn't. It's, it's strange that we cast Dr. Sorrell in. <laughs> I think it's just because I wanted Tompkins. to get Randall Park in the show. Okay. And then Josh Holloway, who played Sawyer on Lost, is Chet Hunter. So there's a couple more adult roles that we will need to cast mm-hmm. this season, namely Verna mm-hmm. and Vader. Aunt Prudence. Aunt Prudence. But that's I don't know if that'd be this half of the show or the last half of the show. That's true. Um, who played Juliet in Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio? Who was that? I, I don't know. I'm gonna Google something. Camera, Google something. Romeo. Camera Google something. Plus Juliet. 1996 film. This is kind of perfect because the age from... It was Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Look at her there. Perfect. Oh, I kind of know who that is. Yeah, I feel like the age like from when that episode came out with Aunt Prudence back to that Romeo and Juliet is actually probably pretty close to modern where we are right now to when that movie came out with Juliet, which is kind of insane to think about. Okay, Claire Danes, you've been cast. Welcome to the show, Claire. Ms. Danes. And I feel like Vader just has to be John Cena. Is he a heel, though? I don't know who would be a... I don't know who's a heel in the WWE. Vince McMahon. (laughs) The biggest heel of them all. Because he's a trash person. WWE heels. We're going to Google it. Um, The 10 best heels today. The problem is, 
looking at all of these, I have no idea who they are. It's true. I've heard the name of Roman Reigns, but I don't know anything about him. He's Vader now. Welcome, Roman Reigns. You're Vader. Um, I think that's all the adults that we need. Uh, and Verna. I have no idea who could be Verna. Winona Ryder. <laughs> why not? I mean, why not? She's the mom in Stranger Things, right? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a good energy. I feel like in our reboot, we can write her better. Yeah, absolutely. And we can say that because we're not actually doing it. We can just say, here's some story beats with her, and it will be better written than Verna in the other one. It's true. It's true. Okay. Also, what Cameron did not mention, we're going to try to get every major plot into about eight to ten episodes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which I feel like will be a little more challenging this time. There's some good plots. Yeah, there's some good plots. And everyone has a plot except Topanga. <laughs> Poor Topanga. Everyone has a plot except for Topanga. So we're going to have to give Topanga a plot. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really remember our last one very well. I probably should have listened to it before this. You probably should have. <laughs> or you. No. You. Only. Um, I know that... I just know that we did season three better. And we did a movie for season two. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were both better. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just pulling pictures of the people we've cast so that I'll have them for later while I'm remembering. Okay. Okay, that's what you're doing. So you can keep talking. Okay. So we'll be trying to get all the main elements in. Um, but write a more cohesive way of telling it. Maybe a more thought out. Uh-huh. Like some story, story arcs. <clears throat> yeah. Because I feel like this season, I mean... So far, every season's had, like, one character have a story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in season three, it was Sean. Season four was sort of Eric. Mm-hmm. Season two was Corey. Season one was Corey, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, maybe little mini arcs, but in terms of the season's overall progression, it's kind of following one path. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to introduce some uh, super some supernatural, well, more scientific, sci-fi mm-hmm. elements in the form of time anomalies. Now, here's my pitch to you. <coughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The first episode is a time loop. Uh-huh. Taking place in Pottstown. Love it, love it. Where every time they try to leave Pottstown, they wake up in the hotel that morning in Pottstown. Uh-huh. They got there. They were tired. They stayed the night. Really, Eric was just delaying. Going home. Going home. That's his personal journey that he needs to go <coughs> on within the time loop. Yep. And so the... First 10 minutes of the episode ends with Corey taking a bus home. He jumps on the bus. The bus leaves city limits. He as wakes soon as up. he passes that farmhouse there. <clears throat> the, that farmhouse there. Exactly. It's it's the temporal anomaly at that farmhouse there. Mm-hmm. The minute it, he passes it, boom, it's morning time. He wakes up at, in Pottstown. Mm-hmm. Are both, do either of them remember? I think, hmm. I think Corey remembers every time he wakes up. And I think if he ever gets Eric to come with him, mm-hmm. and Eric and him both cross the line and then reset the loop, then they both remember. Not every loop, just Eric will. Start. Any loop where he does, he accomplishes that. Yes. So is Corey's goal then to get Eric to realize he needs to go home? I think hmm, I watch a lot of time loop things. <laughs> we know. <laughs> um, I think that is the first goal. I think I think there's a lot of moving bars in a lot of time loop movies. Um, specifically, I'm thinking of Happy Death Day, where she keeps thinking the next thing will get her out of the loop, and it doesn't mm-hmm. until she comes to the greatest realization. <clears throat> but anyway, so I feel like his first goal is to get Eric to leave with him. But that doesn't work. Now they're both in the loop. 
Makes sense. <clears throat> but then, so from that point on, they both remember. Yeah, from that point on, they both remember. Eric now knows the loop is happening. I think Eric is conflicted about it because he doesn't want to go home. Mm-hmm. What's our sprinkle parade budget? <laughs> oh, we have a sprinkle parade budget. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a sprinkle parade is one of those things that happens in the episode that time loop movies are much more detailed in the actions that are going around on around the actors. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the sprinkle parade is one of them. It has to be. I mean, it's one of those things that happens every day at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those time loop features. Yep. Every day, leaving the town, uh, leaving the town right at uh, dusk is a Quaker man. Mm-hmm. Um, but where's he at the rest of the day? Maybe there's a day where Corey finds him. Mm-hmm. Just hangs out. Sees what he has to say. Love it. I believe that in our ending of season four, we say that Corey was hanging out with Eric for a few weeks because mm-hmm. it's ridiculous that they went for three months, these young men. So I think this is where they spend the rest of their summer. They just don't know it. Uh-huh. They're trapped. They're in trapped, but time is progressing outside <clears throat> Pottstown. It's true. Because yeah, I think we said... Rather than the cross-country road trip, like Eric got a... Like an apartment. A, or like a beach or house or, you know. Yeah. Something. And Corey went and stayed with him. Yeah. And then he, they're on the trip home, mm-hmm. which would take them through parts of Pennsylvania. But I think Eric doesn't want to see his family as a failure. So this is why they get trapped in the time loop. And I think in the time loop, Eric realizes he needs to go home. I think Corey realizes how much he has waiting for him at home. Mm-hmm. This is a real anticipation building. And then I think like several loops in. After we've done the whole, now we can do whatever we want because it's a time loop thing. Once we've done the depression, this isn't fun anymore. I think suddenly they're walking through Pottstown. They're like, sprinkles, Amish guy, that person falling, uh-huh. dentist hurting somebody. They're like, they know the loop inside and out. They hear from behind Tom Welling, Superman himself. <laughs> Boys! Crazy. And they turn around and he's just there in all his glory. And they're like, this has never happened before. But <clears throat> the anomalies are going on in the rest of the world too. Mm-hmm. And Eric, er, not Eric, Alan figured out this one was probably where they were. So he came in to take them out. Amazing. And he does? I think so. Just like in the show. Yeah. Is there an Irene figure? I think so. Is she, does she, is she secretly in on the time loop? I don't Does she think know? so. Okay. That's good. I don't think so. I think she's just a love interest for Eric that makes, at first, leaving the time loop seem not good. Um, But he realizes that he'd just be settling with her and he needs to leave the time loop. Mm -hmm. It's good, but not the best thing for him. Mm -hmm. And I think on the way home from the time loop, this first episode... The car breaks down, some mob guys come and say, how about you join us? And they (laughs) say, no, you don't join the mob. Exactly. <clears throat> Maybe there's some mobsters in the time loop also. Mm-hmm. No, that's Sean that has to learn that lesson. Yeah, I was like, we need Sean for the t- for that for the mobsters. Rats. <clears throat> I don't know how we're gonna do that. But in that car, Alan talks to Eric, and he's like, "I'm thinking about going into business for myself. Why don't you come work for me?" And instead of that being a, "Oh man, I'm a grocer," uh-huh. just get that out of here. <clears throat> I'm get it all out of here. It's a thought-out decision over uh-huh. several episodes that leads them to. Yes. Well, we don't even need to necessarily see it happening. Just like, over the summer, your mom and I were talking a lot. Yep. I think it's just like the best thing to do, like a good direction for us. I don't want you to come work for me. 
And so he does. Yeah, since you're not going to college. And then we get that whole episode out of the way. <laughs> yeah, since you're uh, not going to college, we're going to use some of your funds. We're going to we're gonna do something. We don't know what yet. And it's kind of like, well, why are we talking about this when we just were in a time loop? And it's, it's like, <laughs> well, because life has to go on. Uh-huh. Like, these time anomalies are happening all over the world. You're right, Dad. <clears throat> to make the best of the time that we have. Mm-hmm. Something and like that. And the time that we have. And the time that we have. And there it is. Episode one. Yeah, episode one out of the way. It's just Pottstown. Uh-huh. With a little bit of I ain't gonna spray lettuce no more. Yeah, just enough I ain't gonna spray lettuce no more to be mm-hmm. out of our hair. Exactly, exactly. And then we pick up... I feel with... like I need an episode list. <clears throat> I do as well. I'm so sorry about the... Uh... The coughing? Also, I didn't. I've never seen Romeo plus Juliet. I didn't know John Leguizamo was in it. I didn't know Paul Rudd was in it. I think I need to watch this movie. Is that the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh huh. Okay. With guns. <clears throat> with guns. I think there's guns in it. He's in four. Oh, I I actually have an idea for the second episode as well. Uh huh. <clears throat> Let me see what the actual second. Episode. Here today, goon tomorrow. Okay. I forgot this was an episode we need to get in here. Here today, goon tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I think in this episode, we need to set up two things. People's histories are changing. Uh-huh. And Sean is unhappy, even though his dad is back. Because how could he not be? <clears throat> mm-hmm. And he has a crush on a girl who seems to know a little bit of something about the time anomalies. Who could it be? <clears throat> well, I guess there's no reason to keep you out of the loop. Yeah. I want to know. This girl. Is it the cult? Yes. She's a time cultist? Yes. We have time cultists? Yes. Darn right we have time cultists. A cult has formed in Philadelphia that worships the time anomaly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. Sean is unhappy with his dad and has a crush on this girl, and that will play out through the season. As it should. Also, if we're doing like an 8 to 10 episode thing, I feel like that midway point is when we need to do the first half of Long Walk to Pittsburgh. Okay. At that at that point. That's a good point. I I was actually thinking that this episode would be. Really? Here's Hear me out. Because I don't know why. I just was thinking about this. I think we do a Topanga focus episode. A self-conscious about looks. But we do it a lot better, mm-hmm. right? Instead of the message being change yourself for a boy or... Don't feel too pretty. It's more like... Change or don't change yourself for you. Yeah. Change or don't change yourself for you. Like, it's it's about you. We'll do the whole, like, Topanga is one of the prettiest girls in school. She gets tons of likes on her Instagram. But she doesn't feel fulfilled by that. She feels fulfilled when she is pretty for herself. And we'll really, throughout this whole episode, play up, like, Corey and Topanga's history and everything they've been through. And <clears throat> I love all, it. I love it. All of this. And at the end of the episode... Corey goes to Topanga's house, and she has never lived there. No! She now lives and grew up in Pittsburgh, and Topanga's parents have no memory of ever living in Philadelphia, but Topanga and Corey do. Do. Oh, goosebumps. Look. <laughs> look at my leg. I got goosebumps. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Money, please. <laughs> Disney Channel. Not Disney Channel. ABC. Still Disney. Uh, money, please. I we'll we'll make it. We'll direct it. I don't know why that just came to me, but I liked it, so I wanted to share it. Clearly, I liked it. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, what a doozy. 
Corey calls Topanga. She's crying. And she's like, Corey, my parents think we have lived in Pittsburgh our entire lives. And our whole lives, like family albums, all of that. They're here. And I don't know what to do. Oh, boy. That's a big one. And I say they're separated. Most of the season? Most, if not all of the season. See, what I like about this, though, because this kind of reminds me, to an extent, there's an episode of Umbrella Academy. You haven't gotten there yet. But it's in the first season, and everything's kind of coming to a head. And every character is, like, incredibly close to kind of having that breakthrough moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, like, really intense and very exciting. And then the brother, he's been kind of off the time traveling brother mm-hmm. has been off doing something and then he comes back but he comes back to the moment that happened at the start of that episode where everybody's now like progressed and made all these decisions in these moments where they're having real moments of clarity or are about to and then that all resets and it starts over and now it's going to happen with the brother there mm. and all play out and so it's like all these things that the like the threads are there for the audience and you're just like who but then they're all gone mm-hmm. for the characters and so I just really like that. Where we're just kind of seeing that where it's going and like it's all from her perspective mm-hmm. and everything. And then suddenly just like the rug is pulled out from under you. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. I love it. I think in this version, we also throw in dangerous secrets to this episode. Uh-huh. Where Sean, in his need to feel more fulfilled, mm-hmm. is helping this girl who is abused because he himself is abused. So he like recognizes it. And then instead of it just being like him and Corey with Topanga going off, the three of them come up with a plan all while. And I think her that one girl being abused and Corey or Topanga's appearance issues will kind of contrast really well. Like, uh-huh. hey, maybe there's bigger stuff I should be worrying about, but this is still important. I still need to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I need to know who I am. I need to know who I am. And understand but... what, what my... <clears throat> How I'm going to handle myself and carry myself. But there's these people being abused and I need to like, if I focus less on me and more on them. That can is this episode too. two? Yeah, this is all. Wow. Episode. We're just coming out swinging. I'm just saying like, Corey, Sean, and Topanga are helping these people dealing with Topanga's issues. Very focused on the three of them and this girl. Mm-hmm. 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 And the end, Topanga's not there anymore. Does Sean remember? Yeah. I think Sean needs to lose a friend. It drives him further, right? Uh-huh. Drives him further. Or does he lose Topanga or does he sort of lose Corey as Corey's obsessed with Topanga? Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe the distance. Maybe he remembers a little bit. Yeah. He's like, it sounds familiar. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like that, that <clears throat> Corey is pining for a life that Sean no longer remembers. Mm-hmm. And that drives distance between them. And further into the arms of... I forget her name. We can give her whatever name we want. Hugsy. Hugsy. Hugsy McGee. <clears throat> that episode of Umbrella Academy was called The Day That Wasn't. The Day That the Wasn't. Way. And followed by The Day That Was. And so it... You get the same I wouldn't episode. recommend just going and watching those by themselves. Yeah, I'd recommend watching the, the show altogether. Because I feel like most modern TV doesn't quite work. Like, like you could just plop it down in the middle of any episode of Boy Meets World. Yeah, it's not an old okay. episode of Star Trek. Um, it, it's, it's not self-contained at all. Mm-hmm. But it's really good. Check it out. Okay, well, we're just checking them off, checking them off. We've got four episodes down, which isn't a ton. But it's just a shorter season. We've yeah. only got 22 episodes. And we can just kick Learning to Fly out. We can just include the scene where Eric gets accepted into college. Because mm-hmm. that's all we said from that 
episode that was worth it anyway. That's true. That's true. And we can do the whole Topanga's not here anymore thing, so he gets seduced by a woman, but then says no to her. We can do that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, and Sherry was the name of the girl. Okay, from, we'll keep her name from Sherry. the center. Okay, what else do we need to get? We have to do... I'm just curious where 16 Candles and 400 Pound Men will come in. Yeah. I mean, Topanga Sweet 16, that's easy. Ooh. Mm. I just had an idea. But there is a time anomaly mm-hmm. happening. That was, was Corey trying to access the time anomaly to make these things happen? I I was thinking that, or I was thinking a community... Um, what's the dice? Oh, where we're seeing the different <laughs> events play out as they roll the dice, like... A, uh, medial chaos theory. Mm-hmm. I say at the beginning of that episode, Corey either has to go visit Topanga for her sweet 16 and to be on a quiz show with her uh-huh. or go help his friend Frankie with his dad and Corey's consciousness keeps going in between the two timelines where he made both decisions. Uh-huh. Wow. Man, I'm glad <laughs> we went the time travel route because it's just really working out for us. And I'm glad you're here with an expert on all things time loops and anomalies so that yeah you're the do, one doing all the heavy lifting here. do you like that idea i do actually <laughs> like at one point because we we've, we've said narratively that it doesn't make any sense right. for why he would go between the two events like he could just say something mm-hmm. and the problem wouldn't exist right but now we've created we're like he does do both but like he literally just does one and just does the other mm-hmm. and it's sort of just a I think it could be a fun episode, too, where, like, he's talking on the phone to Topanga, and he's like, I'll be there, Topanga. And then he walks off, and Frankie's like, thanks for helping me with my dad. And he's like, wait, I did, I said a no to dad. And then, like, the next time he sees Frankie, Frankie's, like, angry at him. Like, why won't you help me with my father? And then, like, so Corey's kind of figuring out, oh, I'm living out both of these. Uh-huh. Like, I'm- So he has to figure out, like, what are the tells for where exactly I am? Mm-hmm. Like, especially in early on. Because eventually it's like he's going to be... In Pittsburgh. Yeah. Or he's going to be in the wrestling arena. He's going to know where he is and what decision he's made. Yep. And I think the point of that episode, whichever one we choose it to be, will be like, oh, I get, I can use this to help both. Like, he comes to that realization of like... Mm-hmm. Rather than... Yeah. Whatever the point was of that episode. <laughs> I mean, it was good. We've said it was good. Yes. It made it quite far in our tournament. Was it in the final? What was the I think it time? was, actually. I really do think it was in the finals. I need to... Do we have an empty tournament bracket? An empty bracket? No. I need to. I want to tweet it out and uh, and you to put it on. I can make one though. This is the week before the tournament comes out. Sorry about that. Mm, I can make one and send it to you. Okay, and we'll post it on social media and be like, fill out yours. Uh-huh. It's perfect. <clears throat> um, yeah. So we like that episode. Yeah, because it's good. It's like a very TV episode of TV. Yeah, but I feel like the point like doesn't get get around. Uh-huh. So, so it could have easily been resolved. Yeah, but now it can't. Mm-hmm. But now it doesn't have to because he can live out both. He can live out both. Love it. And while this is happening, Eric goes on a MTV dating show. Oh boy, Eric. <laughs> we do need to talk about Eric because Eric has three incredibly random things that happened to him this season. Shallow boy. Uncle Daddy. Uncle Daddy. The MTV dating show. <laughs> and we should probably work in good looking guy somewhere. Uh-huh. And security guy. Well, yeah. Well, that's but- kind of his later plot. Security guy kind of works with the whole... With, ever, uh, his whole with everything. With everything. arc. Yeah. Those four things... Don't make any sense. Don't... They're, they're super random. <clears throat> Agreed. I'm just going to go out on a limb. 
do not hate the idea of good-looking guy and going on singled out being like dream sequences or something. <laughs> yes. Like, maybe he's been told he has a face made for television. So he's those are like fantasies he has mm-hmm. about going on television. What if... What if they're not? But as Corey's going back and forth between these two worlds, in one world where he goes to Topanga, he ends up going on the singled out equivalent. But in the other world where he helps Frankie, he ends up being the good looking guy. But then is he actually an actor or? No, because that's just the way that his dreams kind of play out (laughs) in either one of those routes. And then however we end up resolving that one. So like in comedy world, in, in comedy world, like it's our it's our um, what do you call it comic relief. Mm-hmm. Like Corey's going through all this serious stuff. His mind's breaking because he's in two different timelines. But Eric's having, Eric's having a good time. <laughs> Eric's sleeping and having a dream. Maybe he could be sleeping on the job, setting up for the negligence of security. Uh, we gotta show him being lazy. Yeah, so maybe he's like sleeping in the break room. Mm-hmm. And then good looking guy on the other side. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Corinna stuff needs its own episode. Yeah, I think maybe. Episode three, we get into Corinna and Verna. Mm-hmm. Corinna played by doesn't matter because she's one of the young ones. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it. Selena Gomez, Olivia Rodrigo, Olivia Rodrigo. She's young, I think. Um, it's so hard because like it's such compressed time, and I mean we're using time travel, so we can just compress that time. Uh huh. We're allowed. We can do that. Or should Corinna be an arc? I don't really care to give Corinna an arc. I don't really either. But let's map it out because we're wanting to go like halfway mm-hmm. um, through the season, which is like four or five episodes, depending. Yeah. So first episode is Pottstown. Mm-hmm. Second episode is the Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow, slash Dangerous Secret, mm-hmm. slash sort of Long Walk to Pittsburgh Part 1. Yes. Revelation at the end. Just like... <laughs> They were dead the whole time. Um, that level. Mm-hmm. Gonna blow people's minds. I would love... Ah, no, that's for next... That's for part two. We're about to change the world. Um, uh, and then do we have the 16 candles? I think... Or is that... That sounds like a mid-season finale to me. Okay. Because then it can kind of go either way. Mm-hmm. And how does Corey resolve those two things back together? Because mm-hmm. he's kind of played out two disparate timelines now. Yep. So we either have one or two episodes to go, and then we get there. We have Plus, a, we have a Legend of Zelda continuity on our hands <laughs> with branching timelines. Exactly. <laughs> That's what this was missing. <laughs> See, King, and then Zehanort comes, and, then, and he norts Sean. <laughs> he norts a boy. He norted him. His heart turned to darkness, and he norted him. Yep. So, the reason I think we're giving it some time to breathe is because we would run into the same problem of long walks to long walk to Pittsburgh. If we don't show time between, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Corey and Tobanga's lost. So I think there needs to be an episode or two in between. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have no idea what I'm saying when I say he norted a boy, go watch Brian David Gilbert's Kingdom Hearts lore explainer. It'll be worth your time. Yes. It's it's very funny. Even if you have no idea what Kingdom Hearts is about. You might know a little bit by the time you're done. Probably not. We put it in the dream drop bucket. And hopefully we don't need it ever again. It's really not that complicated, everybody. Okay, just a quick explainer. There is a guy. His name is Zaganort. He wants this terrible power. So he creates an organization 
of 13 members without hearts, but they do have hearts, but he convinces them that they don't have hearts while wearing the skin of his former mentor, of his former mentor, who he actually originally taught in a different timeline. (laughs) But these 13 people are just placeholders for 13 versions of himself that he takes. (laughs) (laughs) It's so simple, people. I... I just really wanted to explain that. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we love it. And we hate it. We do. Go Norda Boy. That sounds bad. Don't Norda don't nor Boy. That means like possess. Yeah, like. More or less. Take over, take the, over body. the body of. Which That doesn't sound good either. No, that doesn't. <laughs> no Nording. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a good way to say that. Possess the body of a boy? No. No. Take it's, over. It's not good. But nobody norts anybody yeah. in this show. Maybe Mr. Mac is trying to do that. Ooh. We'll get there. That's Ooh. that's next week for us to figure out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is under the Disney umbrella. So, and we're playing around with time. You want us to bring Kingdom Hearts in? Suddenly, Mickey Mouse <laughs> comes through the door to Kingdom Hearts. With a keyblade. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. I feel like I've said it before that Cory is Sora, Sean is Riku, and Topanga is Kairi. Oh, in all the sad ways, that is true. Just completely underutilized. Yes. Oh, in a lot of ways, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Back to the task at hand. Back to the task at hand. So we need two, one or two more episodes mm-hmm. for this front half. Because uh-huh. we already have our like episode five. So we got one, two, and I'm going to call it five, just because we're doing it in two parts, mm-hmm. and so then we don't have to squeeze things in quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like... Should we have like a fishing for Verna yeah, happening in here? We need to sh- set up Sean's plot a little bit more, and let's be honest, make Sean's life a little miserable for this season. <laughs> Poor guy. <clears throat> Poor Timothy Chalamet. You know who that is now. Sort you, of. You watched Dune. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Okay. I want to do one thing real quick. And mm-hmm. you can you can object, and if you object, that's fine. I think we need to combine Easy Street and Turkey Day. Just make it Christmas dinner instead of Thanksgiving dinner. Probably fine. Yeah, that way we only need one episode. That'll be episode four. Okay. Is that. So, I think Verna needs to come back in episode three. Mm-hmm. Did Verna never leave? Does Sean get what he always wanted, both of his parents? Or, Verna came back at the same time as Chet this time. Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, this is great. Both my parents are back. At first, I only had one. Now I have both, but they're always fighting. Uh-huh. And it turns into so is not... this really better? My life was better with Noah Centennio. <laughs> yes. And Donald Glover. We were just hanging out and having a great time. Yeah, and maybe we can do a little bit better where Sean does go and he talks to Turner about, like, I thought this was everything I wanted and these expectations. Mm-hmm. Maybe explains, like, John, the time anomaly brought my mom back. And I thought that was everything I wanted. But it turns out... <laughs> Sorry, it's just still so silly to me that that's, that's where we are. But I love it. <laughs> and, he, and he's, like, explaining to Turner. And Turner's like, yeah, the time anomaly, man. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like time anomalies aside, like, that conversation about, like, your expectations and your expectations being met. Mm-hmm. And still not feeling satisfied mm-hmm. is like a real thing. Yeah. Um, that's often not kind of, you don't see that mm-hmm. in television, especially. Which is like, I have everything I want. It should be perfect. 
It should be happy. Like, I, my parents are both here. Everything that I ever said I wanted is here, but I'm miserable. Yeah, like, my parents are fighting all the time. My dad is still, like, my mother is still really critical of my dad. He's still me. really lazy. And he and my dad is still really lazy, not doing it. And like, what I was wanting was like an idealized version of the two of them. Mm-hmm. And this is probably just coming from me because of my background. I feel like it's an important message to spread. Like, because you know, we were taught our whole lives, like, no, get the kids back or get everyone back together, be one big happy family. My life would have been so much better off if my parents had just split the first time and stayed split. Like, yeah. so much better off. There probably would have been its own different uh-huh. problems. Yeah, it wouldn't have been perfect. Yeah. But it would have not been as bad as it was. Yeah. So I'm just saying like that whole thing of like, hey, this dream you have of the perfect little family unit, maybe it's not what you should have wanted. So do we want to do that? Is that what we want to do? That at the end of that episode, when Topanga is gone, we also find out Verna came back with Chet. Yeah. In this new timeline. Yeah, because we didn't do that before. But I like that this lets us make those retcons Mm -hmm. that we need to because... It's just a time anomaly, man. Mm-hmm. It's just written in the script. In this beautiful script that just blew everyone's minds. Uh, I love it. I'm just saying. Like, we had been talking for years about introducing something supernatural into the show. Uh-huh. Here we are. We've done it. I feel like this is just on brand for us. Oh, yeah. I love time travel stuff. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's episode three, which is sort of that... Well, that's only... Wait, that's part of it. Part of that's episode. Deshaun's storyline. Yeah. Um, we can do Corinna not here. Yeah, why not? Shallow boy. This can be a... <clears throat> this can be a... Um, what's the word? B-plot? Yeah, a B-plot of this. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to think of like... Your face was just... How? Do, I, I'm just trying to think. How do we put the Corinna plot in? It's so funny is what it is. Uh-huh. But like, I don't want any more of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the focus is the... Uh, Sean... And all, the, the focus of our episode mm-hmm. is Sean. So I don't feel like we need to change too much of Shallow Boy. Like, it's already in the right proportions for the story. Mm-hmm. Like, any more would be too much. But maybe, any less would not be enough. So maybe something along the lines of, like, we start the episode... Uh, I'm just having trouble fathoming how this silly little plot fits into our... Into our grand metaverse that we've created. Yes. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. And maybe Karenina was a girl who is kind of obsessed with Eric in high school. And she teaches music lessons right next to where they get their new store. Mm-hmm. So she can probably like, be a thing even in season two. It's focused on Topanga, but maybe they're getting the store. Yeah. In episode two. Yeah. And like she sees this as like, my dreams are coming true. Eric is right next door. And she's a little obsessed. Then he's mean to her. And then he's at a club at the end of the episode or like he's at a concert for this new band and she comes out and she's singing this like awful song about her, but the whole cr- him, but the whole crowd's into it. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Sure, that's my He's Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he's Jake Gyllenhaal. Exactly. Perfect. It's the only way I can think of it. Karina is played by Taylor Swift. I love it. Actually, she would probably be great at that. Uh I want it. This is what I want. This is our world. That's never going to happen, so we can do whatever we want. Karina is Taylor Swift. (laughs) Guest star for this episode only. Uh Sorry, Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. But not. And I think the Boy Meets World universe is one she doesn't probably want to get too attached to. Mm -hmm. Considering all the fake drama Mm -hmm. do we also mostly just to get it out of the way i'll be honest add janitor dad to this episode where when everything resets his dad is now a lazy janitor at the school and everyone jokes about the lazy janitor and he's ashamed to be the lazy janitor's son i feel like we're packing in our first five episodes Mm -hmm. a lot of the plots 
Okay. That we could save for the back half. There's just certain ones I want out of the way. I know, but I feel like, let's look. Just what we've got here. We've already got one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. We're about to have 10 and 12 soon. Um, 16 and 19, kind of. Already all done. They have like well over half. Okay. Okay, you're right. So we need something on the back end. And I mean, we can make like B&B's b and be a lot bigger. Yeah. And like better. And like its whole kind of episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the time anomaly stuff mixed in that would be really fun. Agreed. But that's back half. That's next week. Um, so are you saying like we leave out Janitor Dad? For now. We leave this one mostly as Shallow Boy. <clears throat> the Fishing for Verna adjacent stuff we talked about. Yeah, fishing for Verna, and 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 I feel like fishing for Verna and Sean really getting some time with Turner. Uh-huh. So the stuff that we mm-hmm. want to happen. I think I think Sherry's there the whole time, like kind of whispering in Sean's ear, mm-hmm. kind of kind of being supportive, but also being manipulative. Mm. Maybe Sean Sherry. never goes to Corey. Oh, in this whole, Sherry, <laughs> our love goes on and on. Um, maybe he never goes to Corey in this whole episode, and one time he's going to, and like. Sherry's just at the door and she's like, hey, Sean, at school today, I thought you were a little tense. Do you want to talk about it? He's like, sure. No. <clears throat> Flirty fishing. Flirty fishing. And then um, Turkey Day and Easy Street will be um, uh-huh. season four, or episode four. Yeah, where they do their families do come together. Mm-hmm. I feel I want it to be less absolutely horrible. Yeah. So I don't want Lauren Graham or Tom Welling to be besmirched in that way. No. But I feel like there has to be some awkwardness. Well. Some conflict. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna use the uh, I was a dis- dis- disavowed teenager again. What if Sean, desperate for normalcy, thinks my parents won't act up? If other parents are here. If other parents are here, they bring them. And everyone feels awkward the whole time because Chet and Verna are just sniping at each other the whole time. That's true. That would be very awkward. And Sherry is there. Sean invited Sherry. And Corey's like, why am I just now learning about this girl? What's going on in Uh your life? And then the mob comes. The trailer park mafia. The trailer park mafia. Um, (laughs) We gotta fit the mob in. (laughs) Light bulb. He's got it. I don't know if I'm I feel like this is mostly just Chance saying things and me supporting (laughs) him. But I like it. Oh, I don't want that. No, I do. (laughs) Um, The creative juices flow. Okay, okay. (laughs) What if the first half of this episode is Sean has been gone a lot? Sean has been gone a lot, and they don't know why. Um, and Sherry comes to Corey and is like, "Hey, I've been ha- I was hanging out with Sean a lot, and now he's missing a lot." And Corey's like, "Who are you?" Yeah, and he's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "Well, Sean and I kind of have a thing going." And he's like, uh, "Oh, you do?" And then she's like, let's focus on Sean. They follow him. Turns out he's working at this restaurant and he's not telling anyone because it's known as like a gang hangout or something of that nature. Uh And Sherry and Corey team up to get Sean out of it. Nice. However they do that. However they do that. Let's do some hand waving right now. Yeah. But they work together to get Sean out of that life. Yeah, to get... They work together to convince Sean, hey, you're fine to leave now. But if you keep getting deeper, like... And Sherry, unbeknownst to Corey, is being selfish. She's like, no, I don't want him to be part of the mob. I want him to be part of my cult. Uh-huh. To worship the anomaly. To worship the To help Mr. McNort him. Yes. Is that where we're going with? I love it, if it is. <laughs> There's 13... <laughs> Mr. Max. Sean is the Roxas 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> how do how would you put an X in Sean's name and mix the letters up? Waxion. No, there's there's only one A. That's anagram one. maker. <laughs> I'm gonna pull up an anagram maker. There's only one A. It's so hard. Sean X. No, there's none. There's only one A. But it's just not giving me. This isn't what I want. I wanted to just make some random words. N A X S H M N. Sorry. Action. Action. <laughs> Action. I like that actually. <laughs> that is his organization thirteen name. Uh huh. It only makes sense. Oh, now there's a W. Waction. <laughs> Waction. Oh, I have left the W. You can put the W in at the end. W N. But in W N. Action. It only makes sense. Anyway, I like that, though, where they go to rescue him. Mm-hmm. There's probably some fun costumes. Um, moments where they get in over their head. Mm-hmm. But then the time loop. Or not a time loop, but the anomaly perhaps brings them out. Mm-hmm. They can try again. I love that. I'm trying to think if we can fit Topanga into this, but we really can't. No. But she comes in in the next one. Uh-huh. Where? Where Corey's going to her Sweet 16 and quiz show. Which mm-hmm. will just be better. Yeah. Than the the regular one. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think the quiz show is a plot. I just think... That's, he's just going for that. Yeah, he's going to watch her be on a quiz show. Gets yeah. that one out of there. He's not going to be on it. No. <laughs> it's called Knowledge Fever. Mm-hmm. And it's fun, but in- informational. Yeah, it's fun, informational. We see like two seconds of it. Because the point is the party that night. Uh-huh. Love it. Yeah. And then... That one's put to bed. Um, but then, yeah, so we have Thanksgiving at the trailer park. Mm-hmm. After they've kind of pulled Sean out of this, he's just like, he can maybe even connect that to like, with my family. Like it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. So I like pulled away. Um, I shouldn't have. It's mm-hmm. like the people matter to me the most are like you, Corey, and you, Sherry. And Corey's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Come again? <laughs> What's going on? Um yeah, but then he's gives his idea for Thanksgiving. For the Christmas. Yeah, uh, Christmas. And then he's like, Let's get together for Christmas. And they're like, No. Like that or the the families are probably like that. Mm-hmm. They're like, that'll be a great idea. Does Mr. Mac come? This could be the introduction of Mac. He comes to pick up Sherry for for the big meeting. Uh-huh. And they invite Sean and Sean's like, Oh, maybe next time Which is like really innocuous, but we're on the edge of our seats going. Like, but we oh, know. No. We're like, uh-oh, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. And he's played by... Who's someone that's terrible? Not like actually terrible, but plays really good villains. We need someone who's very charismatic. There's no actors who are charismatic. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> this might be crazy. <laughs> Irresistible Paul. charisma. Seems delightful, but could be a psychopathic killer. Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's happening. Can Paul Rudd be Mr. Mac? Paul Rudd has to be Mr. Mac. People are going to hate us for this one. Okay, I've got his picture saved now. I don't know why. That was the first thing that came to my head. I just like him acting like really friendly and nice, but like has some kind of psychosis underneath. He's really saying, I'm going to possess your body. Yep. In order to uh, whatever. Control the time anomaly. Yeah, the time anomaly. In this case, I was trying to think what Xehanor was doing. But I don't think he even knows. I think he's trying to make a really big sword, actually. Well, who doesn't want that? Isn't the whole plan of all three games, Xehanor? Well... All 17 games? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one
four, five, six, seven, eight. At least nine games. Again, we're going to put that in the dream drop bucket. <laughs> and hope that it doesn't come back to us again. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure the whole point is, I want this really big sword. It's probably a pretty cool sword. It's like two keyblades crossed, and where the cross meets, like a blade comes out. Yeah, what's not to love about that? So is it the keyblade? It is. The, it's X, like, the, X, the Greek symbol key mm-hmm. or chai, as we often say. Yep, it's the it's the chi blade. <laughs> Man, those games are crazy. But I'm glad that they're informing so much about what we're doing here. Like there needs to be a disclaimer at the start of the season that says. You need to play Kingdom Hearts to really fully appreciate what's happening in this season of Boy Meets World. <laughs> Mr. Max tried to create a really big sword out of Sean's body. <laughs> we don't. I don't think that's really what's happening. <laughs> no, no. It Come is. back next week if if you dare. I feel like Mr. Mac has a plan to control the time anomaly with followers or something. Because mm-hmm. he wants to. This is our show. Yep. So that's episode four. Yep. So Paul Rudd. It's uncomfortable. Paul Rudd shows up to pick up Sherry. To pick up Sherry. Goes off. Maybe we... No, it's too early. It's too early for Paul Rudd and Sean to meet uh-huh. in episode five. Yeah. He's like, oh, there's my ride. And she gets in and it's Paul Rudd. Yeah. And he's like, hey, how was, how'd it go? I oh, f- I feel perfectly. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like in episode five, Sean is just with Corey the whole time. But I feel... Does Sean go with Corey no matter which way he decides? I think so, right? It makes sense. Like, I think so, and... But I don't think Sean knows. That he's in two timelines? Yeah, I think Corey is the only one whose consciousness is going back and forth between the two. Uh-huh. Somehow the anomaly is centered on him and his decisions. Yeah. Corey is just living out both decisions he could be making at that moment. Okay, well, we can talk about that one now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've got most of the groundwork laid out, but I don't know how it resolves. But I feel like that could be episode six. Does Minkus come in at this point? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like the two timelines need to collapse into one. I would love to do a Corey meeting himself thing. (laughs) But is that too ridiculous? I mean, Boy Meets World literally does that. Wait, he does? In season seven, when he goes into the Casablanca world. Oh, well, yes, that's true. See, we're not, we don't just make up crazy stuff. The show's already there. (laughs) And not even in like subtext. The literal show is very weird. Okay, so I feel like most of the episode is Corey struggling with, like, where am I? How do I do this? This is too much. Like, keeping track of both of these things is too much for me. And, like, he confines in Sean, and Sean, like, is helping spur him on and, like, and like tell him to go. But Corey's just like, I, I'm existing in two timelines. This is insane. Mm-hmm. I wasn't meant to... Like the human mind was not meant to operate this way. Yeah, but I feel like both of them go well in the end and in the final one after his dance with Topanga he's like telling her like what he just went through because he's going to be honest he's going to be open um and he's like you know there's another decision I could have made and apparently like I made that decision and I don't want to think like there's a world in which I can make a decision where I didn't choose you and she's like well but you were choosing to help a friend and like (laughs) that's really good and he's like so he's got to like face his own decisions and then like maybe he turns around and he literally faces himself, and the two timelines collapse in. Uh-huh. And both happened. Somehow. They just both happened, and now it's back. <laughs> yes, and now it's back. <clears throat> because it's time. It's timey-wimey. It's timey-wimey. And maybe we can have an explanation for that later on in the season, when uh-huh. we like, bring in the reasoning. It's like the Matrix, 
and Corey goes and talks to the the architect. I forget yeah. the the kind of the Colonel Sanders type figure <laughs> that he addresses. Mm-hmm. Ergo, vis-a-vis concordantly. Yeah, and maybe like it could be this beautiful moment of like Corey telling himself like I can't believe like you chose not to go with Topanga, and then the other Corey is like I can't believe you didn't know what Topanga would want most is for you to help out a friend, mm-hmm. and it's like this like expression about the complexities of the human psyche and then they just just become one Uh which later we can talk next week about how exactly that works yes but as far as we know everything just sort of resolves right then Mm -hmm. mid-season finale yeah maybe this is released in two parts on netflix or wherever Mm-hmm. I love. I know it. we say it's CW style, but I feel like we've also said it's made for streaming. Oh yeah, it's definitely made for streaming. I'm really proud of this. <laughs> I'm really proud of the effort you've made here, and the jokes that I've made. I am a crazy person. Uh-huh. Um, who dang it, I love a good time travel plot. Apparently, <laughs> don't we know it? <clears throat> I tried not to rely too heavily on it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just a, a good. In this case, we've set our, set ourselves up for it. Um. But it's like, season five, it probably will be gone. Mm-hmm. It'll be resolved. Oh, yeah. yeah. In Mr. Truth. Mac will be defeated, and everything will go back to normal, mm-hmm. as far as we know. Mr. Turner will take a step back, because <laughs> he's not really been Mr. Turner at all. Oh, my gosh. You just sparked a you We just get, sparked we get a to talk about that next time, <sighs> because we're tired, and it's already 9.30, and i got to do the dishes and clean up the living room. It's true. It's true. It's true. All right. To be continued in part two, I hope I remember the thought I just had. I hope so, too. Maybe you could write it down. I will. I'll, a note. I'll text it to myself. Okay. But I did one. We had a new review, which was a five-star review, but it disagreed with some things that we that you particularly said, because I never have watched it, but about the Snyder Cut. Oh! But basically, they just were really supporting it and saying that it's much better than the Joss Whedon one, which I don't know. I've not watched that one either. But here's where I take issue. It's where he says, I mean, this is a word I would not use because of the... Con- I'm not going to use it even now. But he says, y'all must be diehard Marvel fans. I'll just add lib and say fans. He doesn't say Marvel fans. He says something else. Um... And I just want to tell you right now that we're, we're not. I mean, I like the movies, the Marvel movies. I think they're fun. Oh, yeah. But we're both DC. Like, I, that's, where, that's, where the, that's where it is, which is why, I mean, at least the, modern, the DC movies that I've seen, I haven't enjoyed because I no. know what could be. The no. stories that are there and the characters that I love. The Bruce Timverse is the greatest DC media franchise and, in my opinion, better than the Marvel movies. You heard it here first. The Batman animated series, Superman the animated series, Justice, Justice League, League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond. I think those are better than the Marvel movies and even, the DC movies even combined. Young Justice is really good, but it's not yeah. part of that. Well, Bruce Tim is heavily involved in Young Justice. Oh, though. okay then. But he wasn't involved in Teen Titans, but I also enjoyed that. But Chance, I don't think you ever really watched it. I love the Teen Titans far too much <laughs> to, to watch that show. To I was just like, I don't understand why this is the team. I don't understand what Robin this is. Like, I just. Uh huh. I just was always too scared. I get that. But then they go on to say, anyway, love the show and enjoy your delightful banter and commentary on Boy Meets World. Can't wait till the next episode. Stay safe. So thank you. Thank you. Here's my reply. Really quick. Um, I think comparing the two Justice League movies is comparing two very bad movies. Um, I uh, don't care for either. I like Superman's characterization in the Joss Whedon movie a lot more. Um, He goes out of his way to help more people. 
which is the essence of Superman in everything except for The Dark Knight Returns. Um, I promise you, I have probably read more Superman stories than you. Because I've read more Superman stories than 99.99% of people in comics. So I have very um, strong opinions on how my Superman should be betrayed. And The Dark Knight Returns is not one of them. Um, That being said, I can definitely see why someone would like the Snyder Cut more. But I think Zack Snyder is a hack. I think the things he does are self-indulgent and... He is worshipping one four-year era of comic books that he thinks is the height of all comic books that I actually think is kind of an overhyped low point of comic books. Not bad. I've enjoyed Watchmen and uh, Dark Knight Returns, but I enjoy yeah, but them they for what match, they are. They don't match the overall feel of like every other bit of... <laughs> yes. Just sort of that sort of post postmodern deconstruction of superheroes. I feel like I'm yeah. throwing out some buzzwords... Probably Marxist and critical race theory superhero. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> um, no, definitely not that. But yeah, it's just sort of the joyless yeah, look like, at superheroes. which This thought of like what superheroes would be if they were real. Mm-hmm. Which but, I probably agree with. Yeah. We tend to see it in society that having a lot of power tends to corrupt at some level. Yeah. But, but, but that's not fun. Yeah, my, I don't really like my superheroes real. I don't I need just, to talk about how Batman's a fascist. He probably is. But that's not what I want to read a Batman story about. Well, let's not throw out the word fascist for no reason. Like, he paints other people as other and tries to exclude them from society. I'm just thinking he just goes and beats up on the mentally ill. Maybe authoritarian or... I don't know. I don't know. It's a conversation for another podcast. And I don't like my superheroes real either. I like them shining beacons. I love the portrayal of Captain America in the Marvel movies because... I don't know. He's hopeful. He's plucky. Mm-hmm. I love when he's like, when they throw him his shield in uh, the first Avenger and he grabs it and he's like, thanks! <laughs> like a like a real little kid. And I love when, in Endgame, when he's like, that is America's ass. And he walks off. <laughs> That's good characterization. It's a good moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I do not love the Marvel movies. I think they're very well done. An incredible project. But... There's some homogenization that I really don't like. They all talk the same way. I really don't like it. And I don't like that the movies don't really have, like, repercussions. It's like, Civil War ends, and then our next movie on Earth is like, none of that matters. Thanos is coming. And it's like, well, then it's why like, did well, we do yeah, it? Stuff should play out. Um, it's like, because of the consequences of that, we're not prepared for Thanos. Yeah. I do think, as far as a cinematic universe... In film. It is by far the best one. But that's not... Because I feel like in some levels they worked to earn it. Yeah, they did. Not not problematic. But my favorite superhero of all time is Dick Grayson. I have read just about every Green Lantern book from 1990 up through 2011. Um, some good ones. The, the Green Lantern mythos is some of my favorites. Um, Legion of Superheroes is probably my favorite team of all time. I'm a, I'm a DC boy. Mm-hmm. You heard it here. So we'd love to talk with you about it more if you want to email us, though, at... Or tweet BG, at us. Or tweet at us, bgworldfever at gmail.com or at bgworldfever. Yep. Agent Silva tweeted at us. Oh. And I was trying to give you that hint, but you weren't picking it up. No, you you, you did. You did and I did not. Um, he just said real quick, the season finale isn't one of my favorite episodes, but I do enjoy it. I don't think it's bad per se, but I do agree, as a season finale, it's kind of trash. I really don't know why I like it as much as I do. Maybe because of Sean and Eric? I also enjoy uh, Corey's callback to his days on the wrestling team, as he gets taken down with relative ease. <laughs> so true. And of course, 
Chom trying to flirt at the end of the ladder, at the end on the ladder, all to have him be pushed back as he falls off. So he's enjoying the episode more. And I don't, if this had been in the middle of the season. Yeah, it would have been fine. We probably would have given this 6, 6.5, kind of thrown it aside. But it's like... This is the culmination of everything. Yeah, this is this is the season four finale. And it's about, like, Eric getting what he's worked for for two seasons. What? Why is it about all of this? <laughs> yeah. Other stuff. Yeah. And we got that message on Twitter.com, which mm-hmm. is a great place for you to share your thoughts. So follow us there at BG World Fever, and we'll be sure... You, we'll probably read it on the air. So if you're the kind of person who doesn't want your words read on the air, maybe don't do that. Mm-hmm. Or just say, hey, don't read this on the air. Mm-hmm. And we'll honor that. Um, yeah, I want to say thank you to Dizzy Parker for our theme song. So you can check the link on the episode description to find that and all his other wonderful stuff. Um, really recommend it. And I think that's about it yeah, for now. We'll do a brief recap of what we set up this time next time. That means you have to edit week. it very quickly. So, so we can remember? So we can... Re- re- yeah, we did not write this down. No. We're doing this all without the safety of a net. Um, which is a foolish, a fool's errand that we tend to operate that way. Um, so yeah, I should be able to have it and listen back to most of it. Maybe I'll write some stuff down so that we can remember. That's true. I gotta remember the thought I had at the end. Uh-huh. Did you text it to yourself? I haven't yet. Okay, we well, should do that. Um, but, but that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boomy's World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When the storm is world.